Fenster. Welcome to Friendship Talks. Are you listening? My name is Dr. Corliss Thompson, and I am this week's host. Today, we have the pleasure of having Trina Fullard. Trina is the incoming president and CEO of Charlotte Rescue Mission. Currently, she serves as the chief program officer, where she has spent the last three years under the direct leadership of current president and CEO, Tony Marciano, who will be retiring this June. Trina's experience in the field of substance use disorders spans more than 25 years with adolescents and adults in both clinical and supervisory roles increasing in responsibility. She and her husband are the proud parents of three young adult children and enjoy traveling as well as watching all types of sporting events. Welcome to the podcast, Trina, and congratulations on your new role. Thank you, Corliss. I so appreciate it. We are so glad to have you. Um, I know you mentioned that you enjoy sporting events, um, but tell us a little bit about where you're from and what kind of sporting events are you into? So I'm originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I love all things Pittsburgh, football, hockey, baseball, uh, but I am actually a student athlete. Um, My favorite sport is basketball, and I played basketball at Washington and Jefferson College um, in a small town um, in Pennsylvania. Excellent. So I, I know as a student athlete and as a sports fan, just the importance of wellness and well-being and holistic approaches are going to be really important to you. And this is one of the reasons why we're excited to speak with you today about your work at the Charlotte Rescue Mission. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Where is it? Um, what is it? Who do you serve? Yes, Charlotte Rescue Mission is a passion um, of mine, and that is for serving folks who are at the intersection of homelessness and addiction. Charlotte Rescue Mission has been in business since 1938, and under the leadership of uh, Reverend Tony Marciano, um, back in the, a few years back, um, we added in not just a, a day shelter, it is a recovery treatment program. So folks who are battling um, substance use disorders and are facing homelessness is the criteria that is required to be able to come into our program. We have two facilities, one for men and one for women. Rebound is located on West First Street, um, I think in the best spot in Charlotte, which is right behind the Panthers practice facility. And our women's program, Dove's Nest, is located uh, on West Boulevard, not far from Billy Graham. That's excellent. Um, Two great locations really in the heart of Charlotte and serving um, a really important need in the community. And I know that for the Ministries at Friendship, we were excited to speak with you because of the Christian nature of the work and that that's really important for us. So in terms of the work, can you Talk a little bit about your role in it. Did you know that you always wanted to work with substance use disorders? Tell us a little bit about your background and your journey to becoming um, CEO and president. Well, it's interesting that you ask that question because I often tell people that God chose this field for me. Um, I think I was always a counselor, 
and was always willing to talk to people. And the gift that God gave me uh, was to be of service to others. Uh, But my master's degree is in rehabilitation counseling. And in my mind, I was going to work with um, high school students who were um, physically disabled and who were not considering going to college. Uh, However, Um, I also was involved with the Students Against Drunk Driving um, at Washington and Jefferson, and uh, I had an uncle um, who I think, as I think back, we all can think of a family member who at the picnics or, you know, at family events becomes a little obnoxious or, you know, family members, you know, start kind of snickering and wish that they would leave or go home, and I had that uncle And um, as I think back, he was an alcoholic, and there wasn't anything at that time that I could do to help him because I didn't know the field of of substance use disorders, and I didn't know uh, the work that would be required to help someone. Uh, But as I grew um, and, and graduated and took my first job in Pennsylvania, at a substance use disorder facility, I stepped right into what God had planned for me and have spent the last 25 years working with adolescents, uh, adults, uh, working with families, doing a lot of group work, and spent um, about 20 years at another nonprofit here in Charlotte, McLeod Addictive Disease Center, which is now McLeod Centers for Wellbeing, and learned just about everything there was to learn about the work, the disease of addiction, uh, and grew in leadership, um, became a manager and a director, and ultimately, a few years back, decided that it was time to leave nonprofit world, um, you know, just in, in that aspect, and God brought me to Charlotte Rescue Mission, which absolutely is a faith-based Christian organization where I freely can talk about the gifts that God gave me and how he shows up in my life each and every day, which is so important um, to the work that we do with the men and women who come into our program. Wow, definitely quite the journey. And just to hear how God has ordered your steps, um, learning about leadership, um, clinical practice, um, the different organizations where you got to serve, it really feels like God has placed you on a path um, and has put you really in the right place at the time that he ordained. One of the things that I'm thinking about and just hearing your story is about um, your family, your uncle, um, and just thinking about how, you know, it's not not always talked about um, and, and people not knowing what to do and, and how to respond. And specifically, the context that I'm thinking about is growing up in the 1980s and 1990s, I remember learning about D.A.R.E. in school. Um, I learned um, about drugs and alcohol from family and with church. And what I learned was you just don't do it um, and you don't talk about it. And although I can't pinpoint anyone ever saying this, I distinctly remember believing that if you um, abuse substances that you are seen as weak or looked down upon, for example, I remember people using the verse in 1 Corinthians 10 where, um, you know, and I'll quote from King James, it's, it says, no temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man, 
but God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will make the way of escape so that you are able to bear it. And the takeaway, again, as a young person, I was thinking, if you're strong enough, just say no. You'll be able to, to bear it. And so that was something that you could escape, even if we're talking about drugs and alcohol. Um, can you talk a little bit about your perspectives on that? So think back to, and I'm dating myself here, um, Nancy Reagan's slogan, um, Just Say No, when she was first lady, um, and how that came about where, you know, was young, a young girl was encountering her, um, you know, and, and asked her, what would you do if someone asked you to take drugs? And she said, I would just say no. And, and there was this whole campaign about that. And then there was the, you know, the commercials where they would show you an egg and say, this is your brain. And then they would crack it and put it in a frying pan and say, this is your brain on drugs. What we were missing and what, what those commercials missed and those slogans missed is that alcoholism addiction is a disease, just like heart disease, just like diabetes. Um, I have yet to meet um, a person battling substance use disorders that woke up one morning and said, you know what, today I think I want to be a drug addict. It doesn't happen. So it's not a, it's not a willingness. Um, if I will myself um, to be, you know, to, to move away from and stop using drugs and alcohol, um, I can just will myself. Now, let me say, a journey of recovery, which is what we work people towards, is independent for each and every person, just like a journey of diabetes and heart disease. We tell our residents, you must take your medicine every day. And what is that medicine that they take? They're learning how to reignite for some and to learn how to be in relationship with God and having a spiritual connection, that's what they learn when they come to Charlotte Rescue Mission. They also learn how to understand the trauma and the root cause that may have sparked them to use alcohol or drugs initially, whether it's a battered relationship, whether it is, um, you know, uh, terrible parenting. Unfortunately, we do have some parents out there that um, that are not great at raising children. So it's, it's learning how to take your medicine. And we, enter, we, we add to their life the 12 steps of AA and NA, learning how to accept that they have a disease. We also educate them about the disease of addiction, that there is a biological as well as environmental factor that contributes to the disease. And they have to learn how to combat that. They have to learn how to practice living life differently. The mission at Charlotte Rescue Mission is of transformation, and that is a holistic change. It is spiritual. It is emotional. Um, it is educational, and it is practical. Wow. I mean, it sounds so complex, especially when you think back to the Just Say No campaign. 
um, it, it made it seem so simple, especially as a, as a young person. But what I hear you saying is that um, addiction is a disease, um, and people that have this addiction uh, can seek treatment, but that treatment is also multifaceted. You, know, you mentioned it being physical, emotional, and spiritual. And then the other thing that this has me thinking about is just, you know, when in the Bible it talks about um, not judging, and it just makes me think about how, you know, God is so omniscient and can see and know everything and knows people's experiences and the, the trauma that they've been through and all of these different pieces that we as individuals don't know. Even for people that are in our own families or that we are close to, we might not be able to see everything. Um, so it becomes really important for us to just learn as much as we can. Um, and it, it just makes me, again, think back to my own, you know, younger days about hearing, you know, terminology that looking back feels a little offensive, like a junkie. Um, and I just, I just wonder, you know, how, how should we be talking about this and what are supportive ways that we can begin to educate ourselves as, as Christians about substance use um, and, and what is our role in thinking about this and discussing it as Christians? So that's where Charlotte Rescue Mission and the staff there really step in. Um, it brings me to Galatians 6.2. Bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. When someone asks for help, that is our opportunity to serve God by showing how Christ loves them. We say when someone walks in our doors, non-judgmentally, we love you and we are here to provide safety, food, security, um, you know, shelter. And in the first 30 days that a resident comes into our program, we want them to know that they are at home, that they're not on the street, that they're not going to have to move from bed to bed and we want them to understand that, that we are here to help them. And so in terms of, of you know, terminology, uh, there's a lot of stigmatizing language you mentioned, um, junkie for one. Um, we use the term person battling a substance use disorder because they're a person. That is their identity. When someone comes to a program and spends time with us, and then they may leave, you know, for whatever reason, whether they complete the program or whether they leave prematurely, they return to use. The terminology in the past is relapse, but we use return to use. We often hear people say, oh, I'm in recovery and I've been clean and sober. Well, does that insinuate that prior to that you were dirty? So we use the word I'm abstinent means I'm abstaining from a behavior that was contributing to my disease. And so, um, you know, when you're trying to be helpful, you know, look at the person for who they are sitting right in front of you and be concerned about their stability. That's great. Um, great, great advice to think about. Um, a person that has a substance use disorder returning to use and abstinence. 
Also, as you were talking and, and thinking about people and kind of the needs of people, one thing that strikes me about the Charlotte Rescue Mission is that you're really meeting people at the most basic needs, safety, food, security. And it just made me think about Maslow's hierarchy, you know, the triangle where if you don't have those basic needs met, you can't reach those higher expectations related to self-actualization and just different ways to grow as a person if you don't have those basics. Um, and sometimes we're so quick to jump to, oh, well, you need to do this, or they should be doing X, Y, and Z, when really those basic needs aren't met. And it really just strikes me that you have a developmental approach um, and one that meets people where they are. And I just think that that's so important. We're blessed in that sense because we're not tied to insurance um, and not tied to federal or city or county funding, which, you know, in my prior nonprofit life, treatment plans had to be authorized and you had minimums um, of times that you could spend with your residents. We are blessed at Charlotte Rescue Mission because our funding is all private donations, business grants, and we can work with a man or woman um, for, you know, up to four months is how our program is structured. But it really takes that long to start learning new habits. You can't learn a new habit in 14 or 28 days. So we're really blessed by the the members of the Charlotte community, the surrounding community that have a passion for what we do and believe in what we are doing and the outcomes that we're able to, um, to see from how we pour into our men and women. That's fantastic that you're really able to um, kind of go beyond some of the boundaries of conventional practices because of the support of the Charlotte community and people that are privately working to support this important cause. Um, it, it makes me think about um, the successes that you probably have um, that you've been able to experience and see um, staff um, and the individuals that you work with. Can you share some of those success stories with us? And I'm also curious as you're getting ready to share the success stories about what happens after the four months. Sure. So um, the first gentleman that comes to mind um, I think about him often is we do um, community meals for Thanksgiving, for Christmas, for Easter. And there's a gentleman who would come to our Thanksgiving community meal um, for, he came for about three years, was living on the street, um, you know, from place to place. And after the third visit to our, our community meal at Thanksgiving, he decided it was time for him to come in to the program and um, to start his life transformation. And so this gentleman is was in his late 50s, didn't have a high school diploma, couldn't read, um, and, and spent years um, using alcohol and other drugs. And today he can read, Today, he is abstinent. Um, today, he is living in an apartment um, that 
is still a part of our recovery living program that I will get to in a little while. But the gratitude that he has for the transformation of his life and the smile on his face when he comes through um, at graduation so he can celebrate with other residents who are graduating is is phenomenal. And that transformation happened in, in less than two years. Uh, I also think of um, one of the, the areas that most people don't consider, and that is fathers who are in custody battles and get custody of their children. You know, we hear more often that it's moms who are in custody battles and DSS is involved, but we actually have a dad who got, went through our program, completed successfully, is also in our recovery living program, and went to battle for his 12-year-old daughter who now lives with him in a structured environment. And to see them together, happy, um, in, a, in a recovery space is amazing. And so that leads me to, um, in the midst of COVID, uh, four months of, of recovery work did not seem like it was enough and where programs were closing and not taking referrals, we, we, we really extended the services that we provide to the men and women who come into our program. And we created um, Recovery Living at Charlotte Rescue Mission, which is an aftercare case management program um, that has a few components. One is key, keep educating yourself. If, if someone wants to go back to school or they identify a training or a trade, they can do that and stay with us for up to 12 months while they complete that program. We also have the Community Matters Cafe Life Skills Program. And for those of you, um, this is a shameless plug, come on over to Community Matters Cafe Monday through Friday between 7 and 2. Um, we're open for breakfast and lunch. But that program is what we call our uh, our real-life laboratory. Um, we have students who've graduated from our, our, from our recovery program who are paired with all the employees there in the front of the house, the back of the house, from the dish pit to the prep line to serving, busting tables. And over the course of six months, they are participating in a working smart life skills curriculum and learning how to practice what they learned in the recovery four-month program, in the core program. And so they receive a stipend from us every week. And at six months when they graduate, they also receive um, a completion stipend check as well. And so that gives them the opportunity to see how living life differently benefits them. The other component is a community living component where we have a lot of um, folks who come into our program who have skills and, you know, just either were in a car accident or had a surgery and were prescribed Oxycontin and, and um, or just one paycheck away from, you know, from something and, and made a bad choice and then they go down a spiral. 
So they come with skills and, and they have, some of them have jobs that say, if you go get help, we'll take you back. So we have community living, um, which also is a case management recovery program aftercare that helps them learn how to save money, learn how to be on a schedule. If they are working on building up their credit, we help them to do that. If they need a driver's license because they lost theirs, we have services in place to help them to do that. And that program is available to them for a period of up to two years. Now, when they're working, they're also paying a program fee uh, to stay connected. And that program fee then allows them to sleep in the bed that we have in the community. So that program helps with the foundation of living life differently and reaching the potential that God has for them. Wow, so many success stories related to life transformation. That's amazing and so glad to hear. I mean, everything from parents being able to have custody of their children, that not only is changing the child's life, but their children's life. So really generational change. Um, the life skills, the, um, the trades, the professional skills, the, the housing, the, the meals, um, just really this holistic support that is offered to people that are working towards that um, life transformation um, in the name of God which is um, just such a blessing and, and so much impact there. Really excited to hear and learn all about that. Now, I do wonder, like you mentioned the story about the gentleman that decided that he was ready after attending um, a dinner. What if you're a friend or a family member of somebody that's battling a substance use disorder? What are the best ways to help then? So... What I have found that is helpful for family members is to just sit with the person and ask questions, not tell them you have a problem. The minute you say that, it puts them on the defense. So ask questions, you know, you went out last night and you couldn't remember what, what happened. How does that make you feel today? You know, ask questions to give them, um, you know, things to think about and then offer them, you know, say, I'm not an expert in this field, but you know, would you be willing to talk to someone? Maybe there's someone that you can talk to, um, that might be willing to give you some insights. If you can engage them in conversation without, um, you know, assuming or um, passing judgment, you might get more movement towards them coming to a realization that the use of the alcohol and drugs is doesn't make them feel good. That's really helpful because I think sometimes, you know, we see friends and family members that we want to help. And I think most people have the heart in the right place, but we haven't gotten a master's degree um, in, in therapy and counseling. And we don't always know those those best ways, but those tips asking questions and then um, asking them if they want to talk to somebody that does have expertise, I think makes a lot of sense. So um, Trina, you've provided so much information and so much good news coming from the Charlotte Rescue Mission. 
What is your call to action for us? Um, how, how can the community help Charlotte Rescue Mission? How can um, members of our friendship community and, and audience get involved? So about a few years ago when I um, started in my role as the Chief Program Officer, one of our community engagement um, staff said to me that Charlotte Rescue Mission is the best kept secret in the city. And that struck me. I, for, for as much work as we're doing in the community, not enough community members know that we're not a day-in, day-out shelter. We are a rescue mission that provides recovery services at no cost to the men and women who come into the program for that core four months. We can't do it without the help of our community members from volunteering to come and lead Bible studies to coming in and in our learning centers and providing tutoring services um, to coming in and serving meals, preparing and serving meals and engaging with our residents and, and learning about them. We also have um, praise and worship leaders. We have graduation every um, third Thursday in our Community Matters Cafe, and we're always looking for, for worship leaders that want to come and, and engage with us and bring um, the joy of the Lord into our facilities. And then always um, we're looking for folks to be willing to donate um, their resources, because again, we are not contracting with federal and, and state and insurance companies, so we don't have those restrictions of how long we can engage with our residents. And so um, it's just a phone call, pick up the phone, call, ask us how you can help. We are, um, we are looking forward to connecting with you. And the, the big thing coming up for us, in addition to my transition into the role of CEO in June, um, is due to the, the blessing and the, um, the, um, the love uh, that we receive from, from the donors in the community now, we're going to be opening a new facility. Um, and that facility is right in the same location on West First Street um, on June 9th. And that is going to um, give us an ability to increase our census for the men that we can serve, but also to serve them in a way that brings dignity and respect um, to the work that's being done. Our current building is over 92 years old and was not built to be a dormitory um, or a treatment facility. Thankful for the generosity of those who engaged in the process about two and a half years ago. We're coming to the close of that building being completed and we'll be moving in in June as well. That's wonderful news. I'm really, really exciting to hear that. Um, and so um, you've heard it from um, Ms. Trina herself. There is definitely a strong mission. There are opportunities to serve, to get involved. The Charlotte Rescue Mission has a new facility that's opening in June. Um, this is June 2024. So really excited to be able to get the word out about this. Um, and before we close out, I just want to offer a word of prayer, thanking God for the mission and for the work that's being done by Charlotte Rescue Mission. 
Father, thank you so much for the Charlotte Rescue Mission and the work that they do every day in the lives of people who are in Charlotte who need your help and need your support and need a helping hand. Thank you for the leadership of Reverend Marciano and for Ms. Trina as she enters this new role as CEO. We ask for your blessings and continued guidance on all of the work that they do. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you everyone for listening and we hope to see you again next time. And again, thank you, Ms. Trina Fullard for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you.